The men and women leading the 21 sports at Campbell University have helped build and guide the Fighting Camels to one of their best years ever. They are talented and hardworking, and most importantly, great people. The kind of people you'd love to just sit down and have a cup of coffee with. Unfortunately, in this 10-second soundbite world we live in, we mainly only get coaches talking about how they won, why they lost, and what's next. This podcast tries to remedy that with two cups of coffee and a recorder. I'm Chris Amire, and this is Coffee with Coaches. Pascal Molinar's family tree uprooted from France to the Caribbean island of Martinique not very long after Christopher Columbus first landed there. And yes, growing up in a Caribbean island sounds as good as you think. But the explorer spirit that led his ancestors to the Caribbean centuries ago was still in him, leading Pascal to the United States for high school, then college. It led him to Bowie's Creek in 1991, where he not only took over the aquatic center, but also Carter Gym while running intramurals as well. Already so accomplished here at Campbell, that explorer spirit propelled him to start a women's swim team from scratch and unrelated, That spirit pushed him to get over his fear of horses for a daughter that I hope has nominated him for best dad ever. Here's his story. Well, Coach, this is surprising, the fact that you do not drink coffee because you guys have so many early morning practices. You are up at the crack of dawn before dawn, pretty much everything. But um, it's a Diet Coke twisted mango for you, huh? Yes, I, I found it. Uh, I usually go for the Diet Coke or Diet Pepsi, you know, I don't endure anything diet, uh, but no coffee, uh, and uh, that's a little bit of caffeine I got, and uh, I, I came up with this mango, uh, and uh, I like the, the, the twist of mango, it's, uh, it's just right flavor for me, so I stick with it, but you're right, early morning, that's my breakfast. Yeah. Let's go all the way back to where you are from, the island of Martinique in the Caribbean. Just unbelievable. You're pointing to the map of it. It's some place that people kind of dream of going. You grew up there. Tell me about growing up in Martinique. Mm. Well, uh, it's a small island, and uh, it's a lot of uh, everything with uh, water, sports. Like school, everything we did was always involved water. That's why I got involved with swimming, uh, sailing, scuba diving, all this good stuff. Uh, but it's uh, it's chaotic because it's very small, and there is a lot of people that live there. So it's kind of chaotic in a way, like driving and things. But also it's peaceful because there's always the ocean you can go to the beach you can go you can you know spend all day uh, and it's uh the weather is always nice of course um like martinique is uh is a little bit different because in the north part of the island we have a lot of mountains a lot of tropical forest that's where montpellier is the eruption saint pierre killed everybody but one person in 1902 so there's some history on that and uh, the south is very flat, a lot of uh, uh, white sandy beaches in flat. In the north is black sand, volcanic really? sand. So it's a, there is a contract. I mean, you can go from one part of the island to the next and see something totally different. Uh, on the uh, 
Atlantic side of the island, there is a lot of uh, a lot of little islands. So you can take a boat and go to those islands and just uh, visit. Uh, so there's always something we can do. Uh, it's interesting. How long had your family been on that island? Uh, for a long time, a long time. Yes, uh, we we were there. Uh, my great grandfather, my for as long as the the uh, Columbus discovered it and then uh, stopped uh, having. So we we have been there for a long time. Holy cow! Yes. Since Columbus discovered and soon after yeah, your family yeah, tree yeah, started. Yeah, the French the French uh, moved in and uh, and uh, we 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 stayed there and uh, uh, we uh, we were agriculture uh, bananas yeah. uh, pineapple sugarcane made sugar make rum that was our life wow. you end up in the United States tell me how that happened well when uh, when I started uh, getting better in swimming uh, in high school I had most people in the in Martinique when you finish your degree, you you either go to the U.S. to continue your education, like uh, universities, or you go to France. And I had a, a a decision to make: either you go to France or you go to uh, the the U.S. And I picked the U.S. All my brothers and sisters they went to France. I went to the U.S. I went to Florida, and uh, I went to swim with. Uh, a great coach, Coach Nelson, in Fort Lauderdale, uh, and I really—it was struggle. It was rough at first. Uh, French speaking, not knowing too much English words, come by yourself. You go to to high school to learn the language quick. Uh, I did uh, two years of high school, and then I went to college. I went to a junior college. I remember my coach uh, at uh, Coach Nelson. Uh, when I finished, when I graduated high school, I went to a small Catholic high school named Connell Gibbons in Fort Lauderdale, and uh, I did very well. Uh, but my English was not good enough, and he said, uh, "I know you want to go to a big university like LSU, Florida, things like that." And Pascal, don't go there. Go to a junior college. So I went to a junior college. And I learned more English. I got acquainted to the language easier. Then after that, I went to a four-year college. So I took that path, which probably was the smallest way. So I was I, I was so happy with him, for him to tell me to give me the advice, because you know when you are young, you just want to go to the big schools. But then I don't know if I would make it, because my English was not very good. Your English, obviously, is unbelievable now, but when you first got to the United States, what were the biggest differences, which I'm sure there were many, between a Caribbean island oh, and yeah. Florida? Well, the weather was was pretty similar, but uh, the uh, the language barrier was the, the, the difference, and uh, you were you by yourself, uh, you live with a family, and the culture is different. The food is different. The, uh, uh, I mean, everything. The cars are different. The laws are different. 
So it's the sooner you adapt, the the better you you feel. If uh, if uh, I notice, uh, and I always try to relate to other foreigners that come here, you you have to jump in, both fit in, just like in a water, just full flesh, learn. You know, you're you're not going to be able to to have the same kind of of things that you had before, and uh, and it's good to change. So. Uh, it was a struggle at first, yeah. I mean, you know, you get homesick yeah. a little bit. But you have to look at the bigger picture, if that's what you want out of life. And uh, there's so much more opportunity, it's so much bigger. Uh, the distances are so much bigger. Everything is, you know, there's, there's things you can do so much easier here that you could do over there. So why not embrace that and just learn with it and see. The competition with swimming, how much better the knowledge about swimming and everything. So so that's, that was the beauty about it. When you get done with your college career, um, where does your coaching career, and where does that go from you? <laughs> well, when I when I finish uh, my, uh, my swimming career and my uh, I graduated from Norte, it used to be NLU in Northeast Louisiana University in Louisiana, Monroe, Louisiana. Uh, I, I just decided to go and get my master's because I felt like, it, it's funny back then, like all the jobs that you looked at, you said master required, master required. So I said, okay, well, let, let's get your master's because you will need a master's. And then after I graduate my master, he goes, oh, PhD required. I'm like, oh, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm stopping at no. master's. Uh, but, uh, you know, uh, I was glad that I went and I did my master's. But I always, uh, I thought it was easier for me to teach. Teaching was something that came uh, easier than other things. And I thought by teaching I could help other people mm -hmm. so that's the reason why I stayed in college and got my masters because I wanted to do something very similar of what I'm doing right now and tell you the truth I got the perfect job after my masters when Campbell needed somebody here that's a, that was my dream job so I'm doing my dream job. It's it's incredible the the luck that I have because a lot of people work but they don't like their job. Me, when I came to Campbell, I saw this place and it was like this diamond, but so rough. And I'm like, wow, we we can really change and see the changes at Campbell. It's incredible. It's beautiful. It's interesting, Coach, because you were, before you were the coach of the Campbell women's swim team, yeah. which you built from the ground up, and we'll get to that. You came here all the way back in 1991, and at that time, Campbell, as you say, was a very different place. How did a pool, Campbell had a lot of other needs at that time. How did this facility come to be, and uh, how did you get to be on top of it? Well, we had, uh, or the dean of student life back then was uh, Dean Melvin, Philip Melvin, and they were looking for an aquatic director, but also as a recreation director, somebody to be in charge of intramurals, 
back then the Carter Gymnasium, nobody wanted to take care of it. So they, they, that was my job. Uh, so we put uh, intramurals together. Uh, we we facilitate uh, Carter Gymnasium. That's where, I mean, Carter Gymnasium back then, that's where the athletic department lifted weights. That's where the men and women basketball, volleyball, wrestling did their, their competition. I mean, it was in. We took classes there. And you were not only in charge of, of this. The pool, uh, but the, yeah. <laughs> of the whole thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the entire and thing. you still liked it. That's a lot of oh, work, yeah. isn't oh, it? Yeah. yeah, it was fun. It was really fun. I mean, we did intramurals. We did, uh, we did uh, new. Uh, one event that is very popular was a mud volleyball. And we used to have mud volleyball in Monroe. In NLU, <laughs> so I say I would like mud volleyball. We did mud volleyball, and uh, that was very successful. But every everything just grew, and that was the beauty about it. We started small, and we grew. The swim school used to be, I mean, really big swim school. Uh, we we use that. And then we started uh, renting the pool to high schools, mm -hmm. so to promote the aquatic uh, part of it. And then intramurals eventually moved by themselves with student life. And when I think it was like a year after we decided to have the swim team in 2005, uh, like I became just the aquatic director and the swim coach. How did that decision come about to start a women's swim team from scratch? Uh, I think there was a demand for like, uh, uh, I try to remember if he was, well, uh, back then he was Tom Collins, the athletic director with uh, Philip Melvin and they wanted to add another woman's sport and swimming was one of them and we, we talk and we, we work things out to see what would be beneficial for the university. and. Uh, and I was there, so I, I, like they say, Pascal, you, would you like to do it? Say yes, uh, that, that's a dream. That's, that's something that I would love to do, uh, to get into college swimming. Because I, you know, I was involved with high schools, I was involved with a lot of things, and I thought that was going to be something great for the university. And so we decided to go and do that. So that's why, you know, I think it was 2004. Uh, under Stan Williamson, uh, we, we started uh, officially the, the women's swimming. How difficult was it to start a Division One team from scratch? <laughs> yeah, it was. It was. It was. Yeah, it was challenging. <laughs> yeah, but it was fun. Uh, back then, <laughs> I still joke about that. Uh, like the book, the NCAA manual. When I when I signed to become, he was Doctor. Uh, it was with Stan, we signed, and he gave me the NCAA manual. He said, okay, read this book. You are going to take a test for recruiting. <laughs> and not knowing, I started reading. And I read chapter one, chapter two. If you ask any coaches now, Pascal, are you crazy? <laughs> but we didn't have a compliance person back that time. We, we wow. were on a transition looking for one. So I was like, Look, I'm just going to read the entire book. <laughs> and you don't know how many times I fell asleep reading those rules. <laughs> and I was like, finally, we had a gentleman named Ed Pasquay. He came up, he was the uh, compliance officer, great guy. He said, Pascal, I'm sorry. Uh, you, 
great, you read the book, great, but read section chapter 13. <laughs> 99% of the questions would come out of that. I'm like, oh, man, I wish I knew that. But uh, it, it's funny. So eventually passed, and we, we were, and we, had, we just had to recruit. Uh, they, we, we started the swim team, like officially, it was like in November, December, but we, we had to start right away. Mm -hmm. So we had to find 12 swimmers. And uh, and back then, we had one scholarship. Wow. And so it, it, it was a struggle. Yes, it was a struggle. But we were lucky to have young ladies that were willing to come and just work hard and just to show what they were able to do. And yeah, it was a growth. And it, it was a challenge. And every day it's a growth. And I I am pleased to say that it was worth it. It was worth it. What has changed, or is it just a byproduct of building this program? I've been here for seven years now, and every year for you has been a record-breaking year. When I first got here, you broke five team records, and then it was eight team records, and you keep breaking records, sending... Uh, people to the postseason. What's been the difference? You guys are on such an uptick right now. I think it's the, the kids that we recruit. Now, Campbell with the education is a big plus. And we change that education is, uh, I mean, we, we have to turn people down now. That's incredible. We have to, to the point where we have so many people that want to come. Okay. And we, can, we don't have the space. So it's a, it's, it's, it's a good thing to have. Uh, but it's it's very unusual for us because uh, all those years we never say no to people. Yeah. And now it's like, uh, well, I'm sorry, uh, we, we don't have the space for you. Uh, like this year, we have 14 new girls coming. So we'll have 30 on the roster. This is going to be our biggest roster. Wow. But they are quality-wise, uh, ability-wise, and smart great students all up so I I am pleased with it that we are lucky to have uh, a lot of people uh, you know the uh, the reason why I feel good about it is because what happened before 10 years you know is that Campbell what is Campbell oh yeah well now it's like wow you guys yeah I want to go I want to be better swimmer. I want to learn how to to compete. I want to. I, I like the you know the team atmosphere. It's good, uh, you know. So it, it's it's a joy for me, and it's always every day getting better. That's our that's our job. How can we make everybody better every day in anything? It could be in uh, uh, you know uh, in a water in a classroom has been social, anything we do, can we do it a little bit better every day? And that's, that's our goal. It's great you mentioned the classroom because you guys uh, pretty much every year are up at the top in the team GPA. You just won uh, the award at the Cammies for best team GPA, 3.66. And it's not like you have a team of eight. You have so many people and they're all so good. That's got to be something that, that you really stress. Yeah. And I, when we recruit them, we mention it to them. And some kids, 
if they feel like, ooh, that's too much, then they, they probably don't want to come for the challenge. Mm -hmm. But 90, all the kids, they, they like that. It's one uh, one award that uh, it, it's 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 either you get it or you don't. There, there's no uh, voting involved, nothing. It's like you achieved it. So we know we if you if you win it, you feel proud of it. It's it's a set done. It doesn't mean oh you are. Uh, you know the football team, the basketball team, or the swim team, whatever. It's like you get the highest GPA. That that's it. That's uh, so they take pride in it, which is good. So sometimes we we get a few recruits and they feel like, oh, that's too much. Maybe I don't want to, you know, or I want to have. Maybe it's going to be too hard for me. So I'd rather go somewhere else where it's probably they don't push that as much. But I, if the girls like and they are challenged with it, I run with it. I'm like, yeah, let's do it, you know. And I'm surprised they did better. I thought 3.5 was yeah, good enough. That's what they won with uh, yeah. 3.55, and now yeah. 3.66. So my thing was like, let's be consistent. Let's stay about three. But no, they said no, 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 we won't better and that's good I run with it we run with it just like swimming you know we, there's stuff that we do and uh, we have to improve and probably we don't have to improve with uh, a full seconds or something but tenths of a second you add that and eventually you, you'll drop you have four years that's our goal in four years what can we make those young ladies coming their first year Living Campbell, how much they have learned and how much they have changed, how much better they are now, how much more mature they are, how much smarter they are, all of it in four years. That's our goal. I mean, that's my goal. And and now we, uh, Zach, the assistant, is is that's uh, his first year. He. He and I, we, we talk a lot about that because that's that's our goal, both our goals. So we make sure that we want that for our swimmers. Tell me about your uh, beautiful family and also uh, the horses involved <laughs> in your life as well. well uh, <laughs> my wife, of uh, Carrie, uh, I met her at in Monroe, Louisiana, and we got married in '91. Uh, she's been with me all this time and uh, I have a daughter Isabel and she came to Campbell and she graduated and you know when you have a kid you try to uh, to make them do a lot of different sports uh, she somehow maybe it's because she's uh, uh, she fell in love with horses uh, I personally was if I have if if you have a fear, you tell me, what fear do you have? I would tell you, I have fear of horses. Okay? Uh, some people, oh, uh, spiders or snakes or something. Me, it's horses. And she picked that sport. And as a coach, I, I uh, decided just to, uh, to learn as much as possible. And uh, eventually, uh, now I don't have a fear of horses. Really? I learned 
you know. You might need to try to pass that on to me. So yeah. I was right there with you. Yeah, <laughs> it's a, it's a, it's a, it's weird. But actually, that's the way I take life. It's a learning to be better. I had to learn because my daughter was important to me. So I had to learn to to love those horses and not be afraid of them. So now, uh, and it's a very expensive sport. And uh, so we bought her a horse to do uh, jumps and stuff, training. And we have to find a place to put the horse. <laughs> so, so I bought some acreage in Fuquay uh, 10 years ago. And I built, and that's good, I learned how to build a barn, build the fences, things for the horse. And uh, now, from what I learned is you have one horse, you need two horses because <laughs> they are very social creatures. Yeah. So uh, they had uh, this farm. I just had a new farm. I saw him getting birth, and the lady said, uh, would you like to uh, to buy it? I said, oh, well, my horse is over himself. Yeah, sure, I buy it. So we have two horses. <laughs> so, but, uh, you know, now... I, I I run a boarding facility. I established enough bonds and stuff. The man who was afraid of horses yes. now runs a horse boarding facility. Yes, yes. Like this morning, I went and I fed all the horses <laughs> and everything and stuff before coming to work. But it, it's I'm not I'm not scared of them. I mean, I respect them. I respect their size. I yeah. know they can hurt me, but I am not afraid like I used to be. I used to be terrified yeah. of holding a horse. And I kind of wish I was not terrified when she was younger because yeah. then I would have more uh, relationship with her. With, But, you know, I, I used to drive the trailer, <laughs> do all this stuff for the horses. But to hold a horse and things like that, to put a saddle on and stuff, I, I refused. I was scared of it. Now I can do that. I can put a blanket on. I can do all this stuff. And I guess horses can swim, so it sort of comes full circle, right? I guess so. I guess so. <laughs> and it's a, it's, and it's, it's part of life to, uh, to grow. You know, I, I, I just like to be able to grow and learn different things. And if having horses is is what God in, intended for me to lose my fear. Yeah, I take it. It's good. It's good. So, Coach, thank you so much for the time. I appreciate it. Oh, you're it. welcome. You're welcome. It was great, really. It's fun to have you, and uh, you do such a wonderful job at the Kami's. You and Evan are wonderful there, always. Uh, and Campbell really has, is wonderful. The athletic department is wonderful, and uh, I, I love... I, I always tell people, I remember telling Dr. Wallace, I am, I'm doing, Campbell let me do what I love. So that's wonderful. That's, that's what is so pleasant to be here. Well, thank you so much. Yes.